Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that celebrates every single day the amazing people who make this place Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. It is uh, Fridays on the show. This is the opportunity we have to check in with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. And so that's where we're going immediately so we can take advantage of the couple of segments we have with Jeff this morning. So without any further ado, good morning, Jeff. How you doing, my friend? Ricky, you're doing great. Good to be on with you, buddy. Hey, listen, I thought you guys, I mean, really, there's a lot of uh, cussing and discussing that's happening currently as it relates to the Saints season. A lot of discussion about culture. You know, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers that are that are interested in Jeff Ireland. We'll remind people of what, that's, what that means. It's not good for the Saints if we can't somehow find a way to keep him. You dropped an important column this morning this, that, as you pointed out, it's got a lot of goodies in it. So there's a lot to talk about. And also the Pals. I mean, they absolutely annihilated um, – help me – with the warrior, warrior, the Warriors, of course, because Seth is what came to mind. Yeah. And I forgot the the, the, the the team name there temporarily. But what a game that was. Good Lord. We'll come back to that here in just a second. But why don't we start, Jeff, with um, just, you know, you, 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 you dropped a column this morning that we, I want to encourage people to go read at NOLA.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter while you're there because it's the best newsletter going right now as it relates to the Saints and the professional sports um, you know, uh, framework of, of New Orleans in this region. What what what's the column that you dropped this morning? Uh, it's just basically explaining uh, the cultural issues that the organization's trying to deal with. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know Dennis Allen. I thought in his season-ending press conference Monday, uh, you know, was very good. I thought he he addressed a lot of the issues that he feels like uh, have held the team back. Uh, and I thought he was accountable and, you know, culpable for some of the things that have gone awry. Uh, I think he had the, just the right tone of being optimistic that they can get this thing on track, but also recognizing they fell short. Uh, but one of the things he mentioned was, you know, they've got to get the right mindset back, the winning mindset, uh, you know, the, the, the workplace culture. And what he means by that, and these are big words, right? Uh, commitment. Uh, you know, doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, the kind of the discipline it takes at the NFL level to win. And uh, I think just by human nature over time and, and the fact that uh, this organization has been successful for a long time, I think those standards, and I've talked about it on your show before, the standards have just been lowered a little bit over time. And it wasn't something that happened overnight. James Hurst talked about this. He said, I think it's more of something that's gone adrift rather than took a quick right turn or an intentional turn. It's just they kind of lost their way, and they've got to have a course correction now inside the building. And it's not just the players. It's not just the coaches. It's everybody. You know, Everybody has to kind of take a step back and recommit to the work uh, ethic that it, it takes to win at the NFL level because it only takes just a little bit of a slide in that level with the competitiveness of the NFL to end up Missing the playoffs like they have. They've been here before, Ricky. This happened 
in 2014, 15, and 16 when Sean Payton was the coach. Uh, attention to detail waned. You know, meetings were starting late. It's all these little things. It, and in, in each one of them on their own doesn't seem like a lot. But when you add them all up, it's like the broken windows theory. Uh, you know, you break a window and you leave it unrepaired. It says something to people about the neighborhood. And then disorder steps in and then you end up with crime. I mean, there's, it's a well-known sociological theory. That's what I think has happened with the Saints. And I've talked to you about this before. Everyone wants to go, it's... Pete Carmichael's fault. It's the play calling. It's it's Derek Carr. They want to make it simple and have a scapegoat, and it's way more complicated than that. You know, it's a it's an it happens in companies all the time, and what happens is when there's not good leadership from the top, what happens is that processes get tweaked and changed, and over time, it kind of snowballs. You think about all the little things that can snowball. And then, you know, a year or two down the road, you look at it, and the organization that you're observing looks nothing like the organization that it was two years ago. It's just a, a series of things. And and you know what? I mean, with Saban's retirement, there's going to be a lot of focus on Saban. But, I mean, I, I thought someone, someone uh, wrote this morning that Saban breathed his own air, meaning that he stood so <laughs> alone. But but what we're going to all get is a, is a case study in – what that monomaniac looks like and how you have to have that kind of focus in order to be successful. We'll, we'll see the same thing about Belichick during his, you know, his great years. I mean, there's no, there's no denying what, what that looked like. Even, even Sean Payton that you wrote about during his best years, there was a monomaniac mission there and you can't leave anything to chance. Every detail has to be thought about. And so you, what you're saying is we've, we've lost that edge. And we've got to get it back. Yes. Uh, you know, Sean Payton used to say that coaching uh, is like gardening, right? You have to tend to it every day. And if you don't tend to it every day, it'll get out of hand, right? Uh, and that's exactly what I think's happened here. Uh, it, it was just a little neglect over time, but the standards get lowered and then you end up with where we're at now. You know, I wrote about this in the story this morning. I mean, it's it's a small thing, but it's something, right? The players would all of a sudden this the last year or two, Ricky, they'd start parking in the front parking lot in front of the Saints training facility. There's about 35, 40 spots there, but it's where the general public's supposed to park. The players have a gated lot on the side, much bigger. It's probably five times bigger. It's where the staff and the players are supposed to park. Well, all of a sudden, you know, seven, eight, and all the then sometimes 15 players are taking up these front spots where the public fans are supposed to park, media, contractors, and it became parking issues out there. I mean, people were having to park in handicapped spots. That stuff can't happen. It, it, it sounds like a small thing, but it's, it's a, in, in my opinion, it symbolizes something much bigger, uh, you know, a lack of institutional control. And um, they've got to get that right. And they know that. I mean, that, that's what I would say. Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis, they understand that. Uh, now, can they get it fixed? I mean, it happened before. They righted the ship and went 17, 18, 19, 20, had double-digit win seasons. Can they do that now with Dennis Allen and Derek Carr? They did it with Peyton and Breeze. That's what we're going to find out. Well, listen, uh, listen there's no doubting this reality that the Saints, as the, as the season wore on, Certainly, in the last quarter of the season, they looked like they were an entirely different team than at the beginning of the season. 
And, you know, this lack of detail might be the kind of things that contribute to, for example, make waiting too long to, to deal with the tre Trevor Penning disaster, you know, uh, you know, m waiting too long to deal with certain things, you know. At the end of the day, though, the team was a different team at the end of the season. They were beginning to figure some stuff out. And you got a chance to see when, when, uh, when, when our quarterback is not under pressure, uh, Derek Carr makes some really good throws. And, um, I mean, that was, that, was, it, that was good to see, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I think if you're looking for optimism, you saw it in that last stretch. And I've pointed this out a bunch of times. You know, I've covered a lot of teams, Ricky, in my years. I'm getting up there. So, like, I've seen it go south. I've seen it. I covered a Jim Haslett team that lost their last four games of the season to last-place teams in divisions and got beat 35 nothing by the 49ers at home. I've seen a team tank. Uh, that's not what happened here. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of speculation out there, especially by people that aren't in the building that, that aren't out there every day the way we are that are saying Dennis Allen's lost the team and there's all this uh, you know speculation that's just not the case I mean if they if he'd have lost the team they wouldn't have gone four and one at the end of the year uh, they would not have played their best football at the end of the year so uh, I do not believe that for instance I do think there's some issues they have to deal with I think they've got to make some changes to the coaching staff I got I think they've got to make changes the way they do things and I think they're they know this and now they've got to pull it off and they've got to get buy-in you know players got to be a part of it coaches staff everybody uh, this is not a, a, a us or them it's not mm -hmm. divisive it, it's kind of an all inclusive buy-in that they got and the players I talked to on Monday seem to welcome that uh, you know they, they understand that it's going to take everyone rowing in the same direction they do understand that listen Jeff for the listeners of this show they should appreciate the fact that we have this opportunity to visit with you um, there's no um, mystery behind why you wrote a series of books about the Saints, why you wrote the definitive book on Drew Brees and Sean Payton, why you why you just completed the book with Steve Gleason, why you're on the Hall of Fame selection committee, why why you're so awarded as a as a journalist. Um, I watched you, in fact, during the the moment I was there with you while um, there was this tug of war in the family around ownership of the Saints and watch how you broke that story and how how you played that story and how important your 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 sources were to you and I mean you owned it. Uh, so again, I'm not surprised when I see you break the story on John Gruden. I mean, you got all these powerful journalists all over the nation, and here you are breaking the story on John Gruden. Um, and by the way, I hate the way people steal your breaking story by writing exactly what you wrote and somewhere in the story just giving you a little bit of credit to it. But they, they're trying to own the story themselves. I hate that that's what's happened to journalism in the Internet age. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we're going to dive in a little bit to this John Gruden angle because it could be very important to us if we were to go down that, that, that uh, route. We'll see you after, as we continue our conversation with Jeff Duncan.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. We're so lucky to have access to award-winning journalist uh, Jeff Duncan, journalist and columnist and from NOLA.com at the time speaking. You're thrilled to have him part of this conversation because it's always relevant, man. He, he's, he's tuned in, man. He's plugged into all the important um, topics and sources about what the, what the latest is. And it's going to be another dynamic offseason. Can't wait to cover it and, and t- discuss it with you, Jeff, as it sort of unfolds. But um, you broke the story on John Gruden. You expertly sort of found that story when you were in Tampa. And, and, and you know, again, uh, journalists all over the America stole it from you by only giving you credit and writing essentially the same story that you wrote. I hate that part of the digital media realm. But uh, but great story. What's your take on it, my friend? Well, look, you know, I think the way we we characterized it, Ricky, is, you know, they're considering hiring John Gruden. I think that's important to note. Like, I don't think it's a done deal by any means. I think it's part of the process that Mickey Loomis, the Brain Trust and Dennis Allen this week, they're all meeting, evaluating the staff, evaluating the roster. Next week, the coaches all come back. I expect We'll hear some coaching changes next week, but not going to happen this week. Coaches are off, you know, not even in the building. So, uh, except Dennis Allen. So, I think part of that evaluation will be looking at the offensive staff. What do we need to do? And I don't think it's it by you know coincidence or happenstance that John Gruden met with the, the team. Uh, he was in the team meeting down in Tampa. He went to dinner with the the staff. Um, he's been been here a couple of times already, you know, for, for uh, observing and consultation on the offense. Uh, I think there's a, there's a football side that makes a lot of sense there. If you know, John Gruden, John Gruden, first of all, the biggest, the biggest thing I think that came out of Monday, in my opinion, was Dennis Allen saying that he thinks the offense, the way they run their offense, the Sean Payton offense is fine. They don't need to, overhaul their offense is what he said. Now, that could change this week when he talks to Mickey Loomis. They may decide to go in another direction. But what I took from that is they're going to keep running the same offensive system. That's what Derek Carr feels comfortable in. Um, they've got this quarterback. They're invested in him. Overhauling it to a 49ers style offense doesn't make a lot of sense in Dennis Allen's mind. And so in, in, in that instance, Ricky, you would think they would want to just try and enhance what they're doing now. Well, John Gruden is the father of this offense. He's the one that Sean Payton took his offensive system from. So he's the expert in it. And he's an alpha personality, which I think they could probably use on their offensive staff. They've got a lot of younger coaches there. uh, And I, I can see why they would have interest in him. Now, whether it happens or not, I don't know. I don't know if it will happen. I know John Gruden wants to get back in coaching. He he thinks he would like to be a head coach again. He may get a head coaching offer, you know, so uh, that would certainly trump anything that he could do here on the offensive staff. So I think there's a lot to be considered there. I don't think it's a done deal, but uh, I think there's definitely genuine interest on both sides. My my read, my re- of course, you've got some owners out there who are willing to take risks. That's for sure, as it relates to John Gruden becoming a head coach. I mean, I, I give that. It's due for sure. There's there are some that are willing to take risks. The owners are tight though, as you as you well know. That's one of the things that keeps the NFL together. And that lawsuit and the perceptions around it may keep him from getting that opportunity as a head coach. There's still some some we still gotta get some time to pass 
as it relates to the, the suit itself, and then some time to pass just in terms of John Gruden and all of that. With that said, I think it's unlikely he'll become a head coach this year. That's just my read on it. I'd be interested if you know what you think that if you were if you're a betting man, what would you say about that? But that they might that everyone might be sort of amenable to him coming into some kind of role inside it, which not the head guy. Now, what's interesting? You said he's an alpha guy. I've seen that work, and I've seen that not work. You know, you got here here you here you have a, head, a current head coach who's more of a B personality. And you got a, you know, and you got Gruden who is off the charts a personality. You know, how does that work? You know, when you got a guy that used to be a head coach and he's not going to like some of the things that he sees uh, Dennis Allen doing. How does that play out? And does it result in conflict? So it's a lot to lot to play out there. I'm sure they're considering all of these these options. Yeah, there's no question that dynamic uh, has to be considered by Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen and weighed heavily because i mean you're not bringing in just any coach you're bringing in a guy that won a super bowl that's been one of the more successful head coaches in the league at two different uh stints with two different teams uh so you're right it's not just a, a normal transaction there now one of the things i think they've done here it's been pretty smart is they brought john gruden in to the fold you know slowly but surely he's been in the locker room he spoke to the team at team meetings he's been at practice so he's interacted Players are getting to know him. I think that's smart. So he's not just going to be coming in cold if he came in. They've had interactions. I've talked to players about him. They all like him, at least the ones I've talked to. Now, there's probably some that aren't too keen on this because of what happened. But I would say, you know, I think your point is well taken. I think the Saints would see this and Gruden would see this as potentially a way for him to come in, get back in the league, get his foot in the door in the league, do some image repair, if you will, and then maybe get another head coaching job down the road. This would be a step toward that. It seems to me that the NFL at some point will probably want to settle with John Gruden on that on that lawsuit because, you know, given what we know about you know how complicit some of these guys were in the overall downfall of John Gruden. He he owns what happened, incidentally. We all know that. But at the same time, the way it became public was you know, we're finding out in that lawsuit was uh, was something the NFL doesn't want to have to focus too much on <laughs> because it was not good. Yeah, and look, he was not employed in the NFL at the time. He was working at ESPN when it happened, so that's part of it. But also, um, you know, Brian Flores, the defense coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, Steve Wilkes, the defense coordinator for the 49ers, both of them have lawsuits against the NFL right now, and they're coaching in the league. So it's not yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. For someone to have a lawsuit and be employed, uh, this is a different nature, obviously, yeah. but yeah. still, it's not unprecedented. Uh, uh, Jeff Ireland, man, we need him, don't we? Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose Jeff Ireland. There is a connection there. I mean, the, the rumor and the speculation, is, of course, is that Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Chargers to be the head coach there. And and people you know, may not know this, but when – Jeff Ireland was with the Dolphins, was the general manager. He tried to bring in Jim Harbaugh. He pursued him as a head coach. So obviously he has an affinity for him. There's some kind of relationship there. Uh, and that's one that the Saints do not need to lose. The same thing for Kai Harley, who's interviewing with the Carolina Panthers. Kai Harley's one of the uh, best assets the Saints have. He's the one that manages their salary cap. He's on the cutting edge of that. So those are two key people in the building that, the Saints, it, it is, look, it's, it's a credit to the Saints that 
that two of the lieutenants under Mickey Loomis are being considered for general manager's job, and they already have one other lieutenant, uh, Terry Fontenot, running the Atlanta Falcons. Who, by, hey, the listen, way, are, by the way, are rumored to be going after Bill Belichick, so that should be interesting. Wow. So you mentioned you mentioned Miami, and we're about out of time, but have you seen the Hard Knocks end season with Miami yes. Dolphins? One of the best ever, I think. You know, Mike McDaniel fascinates me, but yeah. he likes the F word. You know, I, it's interesting I, though. He's not your typical coach, right? It's fun woo! to watch how different coaches had different coaching teaching methods, and he's a unique one. He is unique, and the players seem to respond to him. I mean, it's a, Correct. it's a. He, he you know what? He's self-effacing, and that I think that I think as a leader, that's a good quality to have, actually. Yeah, I 100% agree. Look, you have to have the goods, and, and players just want to be put in position to perform and succeed, and he obviously does that. And so that's why I think that's the foundation of, of the respect. You know, have. the ownership of Miami Dolphins, just imagine doing that interview and, and making the decision to make him your guy. Right. They took risk, big-time risk, to bring him in. The way I know. They did. And look, I think these playoffs this weekend, Ricky, are going to be fascinating. There's going to be, I think, some upsets. Uh, you know, I think if the Saints would have gotten in and got a chance to host the Philadelphia Eagles, I definitely think they could have beaten the Eagles. The Eagles Me lost too. five of six games right now. Yeah. Tampa could beat them, and Tampa's not playing very well either. So that's the – I know we're wrapping up, but, like, that's the one thing I think we have to say is, yeah, they won four of their last five, but they beat bad teams. When they played – Good teams. They were one in five, I think, against playoff teams. You know, one in four. Uh, they weren't very competitive. So you have to weigh that if you're Mickey Loomis and the brain trust of uh, when you evaluate this season. 141 points scored by the Pelicans. Uh, it's incredible against the Warriors. W incredible game. You know, next week you and I have a chance to chat more about that. I'll talk more with Hunter Dawkins who I'm sure covered that that game here after after the break, but man, they're build they're building ahead of steam right now, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing lights out right now, and I think that loss to the Lakers where they got blown out in Vegas lit a fire under this team. I think it could be a tipping point on the season. They've been really almost unbeatable <laughs> since then, and right now they're uh, playing probably better than anyone in the NBA, and um, they're going to ride this train. It's a big road trip they're on right now. A lot of competitive games coming up, but I think these last two games, I don't think this, the Pelicans have ever had two road wins back-to-back -back like this as impressive as beating and you know what? by 30 and beating the Warriors by 35. Hey, you go back to last year, what they took into January last year. The reality was they – Man, they just had so many injuries decimating the team, you know. And I, injuries are still part of the conversation today, but so far, so good. We'll talk more about that next week. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, my friend. Thanks for having me, Ricky. We'll talk next week, buddy. You bet. This has been Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Speaking. When we come back, we'll have Hunter Dawkins from the Gazebo Gazette. We'll see you after this. Talk Mississippi Media Production.